Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast is now on the air. Yapwa's Radio, Yapwa's Ministry. I'll be your host, by name, Seer, Israel, UFC Royal. We're doing a brand new series called Revealing the Number of 666. We will reveal the number of the beast 666, the son of addition. It will be revealed by Voices of the true Israelites and right in this series. So we're going to see going to be on stage for the night episode. We're going to get going on. And we see one of the young lions is ready to go. So like I said, Matthew 18, 16, when two touch and agree, time to get busy. Now there's the young lions as, as he coming peacefully to get in the microphone and Jewish fathers and dust says Yahweh. The sign is is young line called Brother Titus Israel. Up and coming teach out of Cap One is he coming peacefully to get in that microphone and do his part. But Titus, the sign we got God Judah. Yahweh be your see right. Yahweh bless you there. Fear Israel. Oh see right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Brother Titus. Brother Titus, we might be going to get going, but we got we want to get as much as we can in. Remember tomorrow, no broadcast tomorrow, so let's see if we're going to get something going on up and running in Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Let's see what we can get going on there, young man. Yes, sir. 
All right, the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Uh, exactly right there, young line. The righteous spirit will teach us in the very same hour what we ought to say. And we don't talk much on things that's going on for distraction. But one thing we want to be clear of to know that in the book of Matthew, that young line, it's a verse that's written in the book of Matthew. It's something written that uh, I want to take a little look at and, and it's going to point back. It's going to point back and a little foundation to it. But in the book of Matthew 25, there, young line, it's a verse that is written that, that it kind of the thought kind of got away from you right now, young line. But it talks about if a house divided, it won't stand in Matthew 25. I want to open up with that because, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too distracted off of what. But one thing we know from the lesson we read last night, that we clear that you cannot let distraction get in the way of the mission that you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. So now, young mind, it's a statement written in Matthew. Because you can hear those things out. It's around the 25th chapter. Uh, 12, uh, 12 chapters. 12, 22 to 28. One or the other. And it talks about. Chapter 12, verse 22. 28. So take the time there, young mind, and help those things out. Because you don't want to peep at this mm-hmm. verse. That. I guess if we talk long enough, you'll get it down pat about if a house divided. What he what he says about a house divided, then we can kind of because we got so many memos on some things, and we're not gonna talk much about it, but we're gonna read a couple of verses. What it say about a house divided? There, young line, can you help those three out? Come on. Book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 25 reads, And y'all father's son knew that thought, and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Uh, yeah, that's, um, now you read, now what verse did you read there, young lion? You read the verse you just have to read. That was Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. Okay, well, good. Take it on down, straight on down to verse 30. So Matthew 12, I want to go to 25 down to verse 30. So now we're going to take a look at something. We're not going to stay on that long, but we want to let you know that when you get yourself caught up, and divide your house. And that would happen in First Kings chapter 12 when the children of Israel history 
when they divided the two kingdoms, then in 722 B.C., the Syrians came down and swooped them up. And then in 586 B.C., the Babylonians came down and swooped up Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. So think, so you have to know your history, and when you see signs of that same destruction going on today, you have to know to be in the right ministry to point back that this ain't nothing but. Mm-hmm. If you get yourself caught up in that history, knowing that from last night lesson, you know that the sign of seven, it is the completion. That means the story yeah. been told. So if you get caught up in it, that means it was written for you to get caught up in it because there's no way you get around it because the Bible was sealed and given to the Son mm-hmm. to understand it. And once he understood it, he gave it to the angels and told them to read it until they understood it. He said, now, since you got it, angels, now go down there and find the seer and make sure he got it right. So when he went down and found the seer, did the seer get it right? Then when the seer got it right, he went down to elders and watched the elders until they got it right. And then when the elders got it right, he went and found the teachers until they got it right. And when the teachers got it right, they look for the fathers, the head of the 12 tribes of Israel, the mothers, and the sons and daughters to make sure they got it right. So that's the order. Yeah, so when you get out of order on a book that is sealed, look for the bees destroyed. What's written is going to stand. That's why you got to know how to watch the Bible unfold prophecy today. So now, we're going to continue reading Matthew 12, 25, and we're going to go straight on down to 30, because there's a message in that, and we'll throw a couple of precepts with that, and then we'll get on to the topic called revealing the number of the B666, the Son of Addition. But now, since you read Matthew 12, 25, you don't mind. Just give me 26 down to verse 30. Come on. Book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 26 to 30. Matthew, chapter 12, verse 26 reads, And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How should then his kingdom stand? Verse 27. And thereby I, those above, cast out devils by whom? Do I should have cast them out? Therefore, should they be your judge? Verse 28. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of Yahweh, then the kingdom of Yahweh is come unto you. Verse 29. Well, how can one enter to a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first find a strong man? And then he was full as high. Found. Verse 30. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me gathereth abroad. Verse 
Now you're upon the will of Almighty Yahweh. If I say, Yahweh be with you, you say, Yahweh bless you. If I say, Yahweh bless you, you say, Yahweh be with me. See that? So we, we'll study that Ruth 2, verse 4, and let's read it again. One more time so we can make sure the national audience, and then we're going to bring our elder in and tell you all about it. So in Ruth 2, verse 4, now bring it out and take your time now, Sister Judas, come on. What does it say? Ruth chapter 2, verse 4 reads, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, that Yahweh be with you. And they answered him, that Yahweh bless you. Yeah, now you got to practice that when you answer the telephone on those before you say, you know, what you normally been saying. But you want Yahweh to be in everything you're doing, so there you go right there. So you got to take that verse and write it down and put it to the side and rehearse the right to that. Even when it's a better calm and lead, Yahweh be with you. So you got to practice that not only in class, but out of class. Yahweh. And that's what it takes with you. Because if the statement is written, there's going to come a time, mm. I believe that time is now, I believe that time is now, it's going to come a time that something we need to know that it's going to come a time that it's going to happen. Now, I want to, I want to find my precept on that. By going to the book of Psalms. And you hear me out there, young man. I want to go to the book of Psalms and get the precept on that. Because it says that some things are going to happen as time unfolds. You know, that means captivity. and Things are going to happen. And what we just got through learning in Ruth 2 verse 4. Can you have to see out of separate that young line? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go see on the precept of that. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 129, verse 8 reads, Neither do they which go by saints, the blessing of Yahweh be upon you. We bless you in the name of Yahweh. He said, you're going to come down, they're not going to say that. And that time is now. Now when you meet your fellow the brother of Israel descent, you say, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, hi, hello, how are you? See that? So that's happening now. That prophecy is being fulfilled right now. When you average Israelite, you meet the first thing you say, you say now, 99% of the children of Israel, what's happening? Oh, good morning, good afternoon, mm-hmm. good evening. That's how you talk now. You don't talk according to the Bible. And that's why Yahweh is not present. But that's why this ministry is to come and to bring it to your attention that you have to address yourself according to the Bible because you want Yahweh to intervene with you. He's not going to intervene with you unless he can recognize you according to the page of the book. So when you need a, a, a Israelite descent, the first thing you say to him, Yahweh be with you. Uh, what's that? What, what are you saying? 
if you explain what you're saying. Check up to your root 2, verse 4, and then you have a precept of this 129, verse 8. It says, neither do they which go by say, the blessing of Yahweh be upon you. We bless you in the name of Yahweh. Now, I don't go on no more. It's, how, you, how are you? Good morning. Happy Christmas. That's how we we all over the place. As long as we all over the place, and that's why we got to be the back. I mean, we got to bring that division to one, and that's why the young line read in that 12, 25 through 30, the family that is divided would not stand. A house divided would not stand. If you don't get this right, Yahweh is not going to intervene. That's why we're dealing with this new series called Revealing the Mark of the Beast, 666. You have to know what is the mark, what is the beast, what is the 666, who is the son of perdition. You have to know that to rehearse that right to that to your better ass, and they pass it on to the children, the grandbabies, so you can be knowing what time it is. We come down to Yahweh. As long as you you divide it, you're not gonna stand. And Yahweh just going like last night left in, in Hosea five fifteen. Mm-hmm. He's I'm just gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Can you get right? I am just gonna sit there and watch it. I'm gonna send my message to tell you. Sit them on a camp to break it down. And I'm just gonna sit there and watch it. I will leave it like that for right now. I'm gonna bring our elder in, the kid of Israel. He'll tell you all about the broadcast, and, and and we um, last night left, and we had got a chance to talk to that that um uh, Christopher Cook out there, the executive director of the NCA NCCCC, and that was very interesting. But I ain't through with that conversation either. So we're going to bring our elder in and tell y'all about the broadcast. Remember, no broadcast tomorrow. Be back on again Wednesday 6 o'clock. So when you meet our elder with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, Yankwa BJC Royal. And Yankwa Bush, you see it as well, receive Royal. Hallelujah. Yankwa. Hallelujah, Yankwa, Elder Mr. Tibbs. Well, our job is to edify and Get all the James 5 20 that we, we can get our hands on and recognize distraction and walk right through it like a knife falling on hot butt when it comes down to where you are. So, well, Almighty will put on you to tell this national audience over 900,000 plus and counting, new, brand new series called Revealing. Revealing the the number of the beast, 666, foundational tape has been laid already, and we want to move forward, but we might have to regress a little bit to go forward. We don't know. We'll find out after you do your part, Elder, Mr. Kim Israel, you're on the clock. Come on. Once again, Yaquan bless you. Uh, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of people of over 900,000, and that's a good thing. 
Because when we're doing this work, it's not anything of regress. It's always progress. Because to reach out there and give this word is one of the things that we have to do. Um, there's people out there today that I know a lot of people have seen, including ourselves. They try to create disturbance on the Sabbath day. And it's supposed to be a day of worship. We've seen people hollering the word of Yahweh, Bible verses, trying to use them as weapons. We've also seen people trying to create physical disturbance. Surprisingly, even after temple, on the Sabbath day. I even seen a man walking down the street with the staff looked like of Moses, with long hair, Bible in hand, but not reading, just wanted the appearance of Moses. This was just the other day. I wanted to who he was representing. Some people have came and screamed, I'm the second coming, saying that they discern themselves. Now, that's hard to believe in the flesh, not the spirit. Well, a couple of verses will explain what I just said. In First John chapter 4, verse number 3, where he says, And every spirit that confessed that Yahweh the Son has come in the flesh is not that of Yahweh. This is the spirit of the anti Yahweh. For you have heard that it should come, even now already is in the world. And this is what I'm saying. I've seen that already, and we've even seen it, I should say, personally. With witnesses. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, reading verse 4 and verse number 5, 4 says, And Yahweh the Son answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Five. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Yahweh the Son, and shall deceive me. And you can believe that's out there today. Deception. People wanting to pull you in another direction. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump the gums, so supposedly righteous learning and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the books, your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. All this is done because you have not. Just the information that you came to seek, and you have to look no further because you've now found it, and the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of God, were open unto you for this learning from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, unless we have a high day or a special event. But however, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. We have class time starting at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address to use this on any search engine, on any one of your smart devices, in a tribeyada.com. After click enter, look for tribeyada.com. 
That's Israelites. And after you click in it, just under the big layer, you're going to see some choices. One of these choices will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. In the other device, you might see menu, but after clicking that, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings in doing so. Remember what it tells all of us in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, or your kindreds of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, you always have to remind yourself the reason that we do this is greatly appreciated because you're giving according to the Bible scriptures of the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh, live, also for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. We got well. Also while there, check out our calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. To get there, in the three words this time, Yahwa Radio Live. And after you click enter, Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Travis Adele. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcasts. We even have a few numbers you can call with the Aqua in mind. The first would be our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international phone number. This is where you can call and leave those messages on Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the 69 camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly, which is a good thing. On another note, you might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. The C is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answering many memos that most of us have seen. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, besides some other new events. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You'll only hear that discouraging dial tone. Now, for those of you who maybe missed the beginning of today's program, you can catch our entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time for repeating will be after 10.30. To get there, just in the three words once again, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click on it, 
Look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yada. At that time, just choose the program that you will be logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, also during our normal Talk broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting on PalTalk. On PalTalk, you can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, computer, even your smartwatch. Just download the PalTalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yadav. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants. For Yahweh's Word, we'll also be working for your Bible education. Online there to discuss the on-the-table topics we talk about during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. During this time, we won't be taking any comments off-topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find a broad talk answer before teaching time. We will continue teaching on Pal Talk. Yahweh be with you all. But one note, when we're given the scriptures to speak by the seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. And we're given that reminder in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. And for reading that, it says, verse 33, For Yahweh is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches or covenants of the saints. As we do this, I give a continuing reminder that we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those that I mentioned earlier trying to win that bump the thumbs contest, those are the ones that miss all of Yahweh's glory, which is said unto them. Because we are rehearsing the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh. Another reminder is given in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to relish the words of Yahweh and learning what he has for us in the Bible. We'll turn our program back over to our seer Israel. Say, hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, how are you? How dick we part? And I'm saying that I am. You ready to get in where you fit in? That's what it's all about. That's the key. Get in where you fit in at. All right, so we want to get back. And I, and I know I got a lot of memos on the table, but what we're going to say, things, and we're not going to call out no names, but we're going to get back to the lesson shortly. But we want to make sure you understand soundly you got something written, but you always understand. And Elder Tales, kind of give me a verse, Elder. Give me that Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 16. Elder Mr. Tales, you want to spread the whole books out a little bit. And we're going to see where we can get something going on. But we want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 16. What that say to hell the ship? In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, looking at verse number 16. 16 says, 
If a false witness rises up against any man to testify against him, that which is wrong. Mm-hmm. So he said, if a false witness, that means all on your mind is delivering something that's not true. Good. Mm-hmm. Now, down to Proverbs, Elder, Mr. Jeff, look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 17, down to verse 19. In the book of Proverbs, looking at chapter 12, reading from 17 to 19. Mm-hmm. 17 says, He that speaketh truth sure forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. 18. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise man is health. 19. But the lip of truth shall be established forever. But a lion tongue mm-hmm. is but for a moment. Mm-hmm. Truth is going to be established forever. That means it's already got a written excellent song. Give me Proverbs chapter 19, verse 5, there. Then give me one more. And then we'll go back and grab the young line and, and we got enough to work with. Give me Proverbs chapter 19, verse 5. And that's in Maccabees 4, 17. So, what was that, Second Maccabees? Yeah, 4, 17. So give me Proverbs 19, 5 first. Then give me... Second, Maccabees 4, 17. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, looking at verse number 5. 5 says, let me make sure I have the right verse, Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 5. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall not escape. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a matter of before something. So a false witness, sooner or later, according to the prophecy of the Bible, and we read in last night's lesson, the sign of seven is completion. Action starts on the seventh. If you are a false witness, you're not going to go unpunished. You know what we're going to bring out a little bit later and because we got a lot of organizations that are make statements to bounce off another organization but you can't throw anything out there because it's not the will of Yahweh you make a statement and you ain't got no facts to bag it up. According to Yahweh, he's going to deal with you sooner or later. When you make statements, you can't bag it up. Second Maccabees 417, what it say? In the book of Maccabees, 
Did you say Second Maccabees? Yep. Out of the little red apocryphal book. Second Maccabees yep. four seventeen. Second Maccabees chapter four, verse number seventeen reads It is not a light thing to do wickedly against the laws of Yahweh. But the time following shall declare these things. Mm-hmm. So you might get a little thin and grinning, but he's saying it's not a light thing. It's not it's not a light thing to be contrary to the law of Yahweh. Not it's not a light thing. You're gonna pay a price. He might not get you a day. But according to what we what we, we send, he's gonna get you tomorrow. So it's not a light thing now. So never let your feelings get in the way and you try to frame more of yourself territory that's not really yourself. So now, um brother Titus. Yes, sir. Now Well, let me take a look at something. And you read about uh, two kingdoms that divided but not saying. And we know the history of that is in First Kings 12. Be clear about that. That what happened to the children of Israel, that by them setting themselves up, they opened the door for the disaster that they have even to this day. And that didn't stop them. That didn't stop them. They continued on. And once they got halfway into life, they went right back off into the same problem. In 63 B.C., Pompey jumped Judah, the southern kingdom, the stars of Israel. Pompey, and the reason why he jumped, it was prophesied written about dividing of the kingdom. But around 63 BC, John Hyrcanius had two sons. One named Hyrcanian, called by, and another called, I'm not going to put his name up, is A-R-I-S-T-O-B-U-L-U-S. These two brothers start fighting for power among themselves. And when Pompey got, got the information, 63 BC, they were so busy fighting among themselves, and Pompey came down and bumped both of them off. And that led all the way up to 70 AD. They still were fighting among themselves. And then Titus came down there after Vespasian and jumped him again. And then you went off into captivity. And that's the same thing going on today among some of the camps. They're going to fight among themselves, and all you're doing is open the door up for the enemy to not tell you, if you continue down the road you're on, 
on what you're doing, they're going to put a, a martial law on you where what you're doing, you got to limit at what you're doing to a certain time. See, by you doing what you're doing right now, and now you can't get along with your brother. So now you open the door and you're making every Israelite camp that means right they got the spirit to try to help Yahweh's word get forward. Now you put a blemish on everybody because now you're going to start wrestling among yourself. Knowing that the enemy loves for you to divide yourself so they can come up with a, some kind of decree mm-hmm. to cut you down anyway. And you open the door and let that happen. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Again, don't let your spirit get in the way and forget about the bigger picture. The bigger picture is uniting the 12 tribes of Israel that scattered and for Yahweh to intervene. But you've got to stop fighting among yourself or how many numbers you got, how many numbers he got, and set yourself. Because you're going to lose. That same thing happened with um, Jay Egner Hoover mm-hmm. back in Mark and Charlie days. They always have the attitude and confidence. That is good. So stop fighting among yourself and keep your eyes on the prize. The one that hopes you continue. Well, they can come in and sell it. You know, I, back in the slavery days, you catch two Israelites, rappers, and then they, they take you to Esau. And, and you got to tell him your story and you'll sell it. That ain't got to continue to happen with you. That's why I got written how it's going to be. And what's the look for, make a decision according to the Bible, stop jumping on your brother. And using aggravations that is not proven. And that's what you're doing right now. You got a war of words. But guess who loving every minute that you're doing? All the powers to be. If you realize like Samson, know who I'm talking about. I'm going to call you out. Stop the bickering among each other before you have a law put on you that affects everybody temporarily. But you're not going to stop this ministry. Because everybody's got a job to do, but I'm telling you, see the hidden hand, and who get paid to go get you upset, to make you jump up and down, and for them to do what they really want to do, is stop the movement, but it ain't going to stop it, period. Got it? All right, no, no, man, I got it. I got it. That's all I'm going to say on that. Well, I'll say what I got to say on that. So now let me go back to this. Part two of revealing the number of the B six 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 son of addition. See, you don't want to get distracted off of that. Hey, yeah, get well. off. All right, so y'all line of uh, All right. Yes, sir. Come back to me. and. We're going back to 
Revelation chapter 2, verse 12. What is saying 2, verse 12? I'm going to Revelation chapter 2, verse 12, end time prophecy. Book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 12, read. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12, read. And the angel of the church, the congregation of Israel, and Pagamah, both these things, said he, which have the sharp sword with two edges. Verse 13. I know your work. And That's you real. Okay. Well, well, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right, young man. 12 and 13. Uh, take the time because it's a message I'm going to bring out here. You're right. Give me 12 and 13. What does 13 say? Revelation <laughs> chapter 12, verse 13 reads, I know your work and where you dwell, even where Satan's seat is. If you hold fast my name, and not denied my faith, even in those days, wherein Antipas was my faithful martyrs who was slain among you, was Satan dwelling. Mm-hmm. He said, remember John is in prison, and he's writing to the churches of Europe, Japanic land that they at to tell them we, we even know we even know where Satan's seat is at. See Satan's seat is it's in plain view, but guess what? We don't even see it. Satan's seat is in plain view today, but we don't see it. He said we even know what Satan said at. It's it, how to say in verse 13 again in your line. Now take the time and read that because the angel is telling John, we even know what Satan said, what he's looked. We know, remember he's writing the future. Psalm 96 AD. He said, we even know what Satan's seat is. Satan's seat. Huh? So that's what he was telling the seven churches which is the congregation of the children of Israel, we even know what Satan sees that. That's good talk of that. So read 13 again, that young man. I, I like that verse. Book of Revelation, Entire Prophecy, chapter 2, verse 13 reads, I know your work and where you dwell it, even where Satan's seed is. You hold fast my name, as not denied my faith, even in those days, wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelt. Mm-hmm. He says, I even know what Satan see that. And you know what? We know what Satan see that too by reading this book. By looking at this book, we know what Satan see that. But we're going to take you around the backyard, all around the corner, and bring out this series we are on right now. We didn't know if they can see that. Um, what is saying? Young line in Revelation 16, verse 10. Yes, sir. 
going to end time prophecy. The book of Revelation. Chapter 16. Verse 10 reads. And the fifth angel poured out his veil upon the seat of the beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness. And they knew their tongues for pain. Well, um, he says the seed of the beast. So the seed of the beast, he, he said, now, um, he said, you know, that one, one, one of these days, pain and, and that seed of the beast will be rooted up. The seed of the beast. Mm-hmm. Now, Isaiah said something, young line. Because they had to pull at them somewhere. What did Isaiah fear? He had already laid it out a little bit. And John was in prison to talk to the seven churches of Europe, was basically top of name, the Fatic Land. Had seven big churches over there, children of Israel. And Isaiah made a statement that he was told by the angel in the 14th chapter, verse 13 down to verse 16. What do you say there? What do you say? Come on. Are we going to Isaiah? Was that chapter 14? Yes, sir. 13 down to 16. Isaiah chapter 14. Verse 13 to 16, Isaiah the Seer, chapter 14, verse 13 reads, We have sin in your mind. I would have sent it to heaven. I will drop my throne above the stars of Yahweh. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation of Israel in the side of the Lord. Verse 14, I would ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like Yahweh the Most High. They don't say nothing about no Israel. Okay, I'm going to read it. Don't say nothing about no Israel for you to add the word Israel. Foundational, the reason why you would you have the Israel there is not there. So where is you, where is you, what you working with? Because you're talking about one thing, and you add Israel in there. We will talk about a little bit more on that young line. You don't to read the way you see it because in this case, it's a little bit different. Right. So let's see if we read that 14, 13, and 16 again. It stands some things we need to hear. Read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 through 16. What does it say? The book of Isaiah, the seer chapter 14, verse 13 and 16. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13, read. For you have seen in your mind, I would ascend into heaven. I would drop my throne above the stars of Yahweh. I would sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Verse 14. I would ascend above the height of the clouds. I would be like the most high. Verse 15. Uh-huh. Yet, you should be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. Verse 16. They that see you 
should now be look upon you and consider you, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute, young lion. He, he, we, we remember what the, what we're looking at is where Satan's seed is at. So Satan's seed is, um, we said, we even know where you'll see that. And we run down some precepts and we find out that his seat have a geographic location. And you just got to read what Satan's seed at. Yeah. So in this case, you just got to read a verse to tell you exactly where Satan's seed is at. See? The Bible mm-hmm. even tells that where his seed is in verse 13 again, where Satan's seed at. So that's what we mean by because you see the word there. The Bible have a double meaning to it. Cases talk about what Satan's seed is at. Verse 13 again. Isaiah 6, chapter 14, verse 13. When I said in your mind, I would have said it to heaven. I would exalt my throne above the stars of Yahweh. I would sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the Lord. The sides of the Lord. So he's going to be. He's gonna be inside, inside the northern. Who got who got the northern land? The northern land belongs to the battle people in the northern yeah, land. On the day is a name there is in the north. So it's a place in the north where Satan's seat is at. So this is where Satan's seat is in the north. So now, so now we gotta go a little bit further and find out exactly. Where is Satan seated in the north by going to third book of Enoch 26 verse 12? So that's the way you, you just run it down. Just we said we know where your seat is at. Your seat is the government of the congregation in the side of the north. This is where you located at. The Bible is talking prophecy where you located at. So now we're going to find out a little bit more about who is in the north by going to third book of Enoch 26 verse 12. So remember, Satan's seat is in plain view. But the masses of 99.5% cannot even recognize Satan's seat. It is in plain view. And seat is in the north, is in North America, North America, that's where his seat is at, in the north. Mm-hmm. So what's in the north that we can read by going to third book of Enoch, 26 verse 12. Let's see what's over there. And all you have to do is get in, on your map, or ask your phone, what you talking about, Satan's seat is in the north. That's where his seat is at. Let's find out a little bit more about going to the book of Obadiah. Obadiah, we just go, let's say what? Let's go to the third book of Enoch. Then we come to Obadiah, um, Elder. And Elder, find the Obadiah chapter 1, 
1 down to verse 7. The book of Deuteronomy 8 down to verse 13. Then the young man will pick up after that. So now we see what we're trying to do is walk it down. Then we get back to the, the number game after we line everybody up. We know exactly what, what he's talking about. We're going to line everybody up. So we find out. We say, we know where you'll see that thing. We know where you'll see that. And your seat was told by John in 96 AD. He said you will be ruled. You'll be a heavy government on religious policies by the time this come out. So your seat is in the north. In the north, it's the Vatican land. In the north, it's the Vatican land. Now we're gonna find out who's in the north that we can read by on the third book of Enoch, twenty-six yes, verse twenty. What is it saying 26 verse 12 in your line? All right, we're going to the third book of Enoch, chapter 26, verse 12 reads, Why they are why are they called seraphim? Because they burned seraphim, the writing tables of Satan. Every day Satan sits together with Samuel, the Pope of Rome, with Jubabel, the Prince of Persia. Oh, Amen. Wait a minute, y'all mind. Every day, Satan get together with who? Where? Who? Where? Get together with Seminary. The Pope of Rome. Where? The Pope of Rome. So what we're going to find out right now, see, see how you, when you run the book down, now you're going to find out Satan's seat is in Rome. So when we read, now, Sister Judas, read that verse one more time for those here in Revelation chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. And so what we are ran down is Satan's seat. We know where you see that by when you precept your Bible. You can't make an accusation unless you can bag it up through the scripture. And that's what I'm trying to tell the other camp. You got to back up what you're saying through the scripture. Anybody can go name calling and making making the other Israelite camps look, you know, at a disadvantage. But we trying to tell you, you know, correct yourself before you, um, you know, because it's saying about it's about the people gathered. But if you're going to keep this, you can't just talk this. you got to live this. And you know if you got a, any problem with your brother, the Bible tells you exactly how you're supposed to do it. You don't let your feelings get off into emotions because the other nation wants you to divide yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so you want to be bigger than that. So now we're going to find out by tying these verses in, Revelation chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, to Judas, bring it out. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, verse 12 reads, And to the angel of the church in Pamagas, 
Pergamos. Pergamos write these things, saith he which have the sharp sword with two edges. Verse 13 reads, I know thy works and where thou dwellest, the well, dwellest, even where Satan's seed is, and thou holdest fast my name, and have not defined my faith, deny my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my was my faithful Mara, Mara who was slain among you, was Satan the well, the wellers. Uh-huh. So he said, he said, he said, we know, we know, uh, we know where you dwell at. We know where you'll see that. Now, 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 y'all mind, come on back to the preacher again. Yes, all sir. we want is the, what Satan see that. That's all we want. We don't want the message. We don't want the entire message. All we want to know, the prophecy was already was written where Satan see that. Go to the book of Enoch 26, 12, where, where is Satan see it and read it. And when we get down to it, we won't get to it. We'll stop right there. Where is Satan see that? Go ahead. Third book of Enoch, chapter 26, verse 12. Why they call Seraphim? Because they burn seraphim, the writing tables of Satan. Every day, Satan sits together with Shemuel, the Pope of Rome. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? See, there he right there. So Satan sees in Rome. And Satan come and visit his man in Rome. And the one in Rome is the Vatican City. So you just put your hand on Satan's feet. Satan's feet is in Rome. It's in the north. And the north is the Vatican land. So there is Satan's feet at. And plain view, Satan's feet is in Rome. The north America. North part, that's what it is. The north, the Vatican land. Where is Rome located at? Right there. See? So that's how you found out about something that it was already prophesied in the John 96 AD about these things. So now we clear that in plain view how this thing get a hold to him. Let's find out hold that uh, 17 chapter they find out how did Satan get a hold to them. Because remember, Satan will make you the same deal. It's not just for the Pope of Rome. It's also for you. Satan is an equal employment opportunity organization. He's equal when it comes down to what he believes in. So now we go on to Matthew chapter 4, Elder, and see, Satan will come and make you an offer. You can't refuse. Let's see, he don't, he don't, he don't got no respect to person. He'll make an offer to you. And he might have already have made the offer to you. I don't know. So we go and see 
in Matthew chapter 4, elders, and we'll pick up verse 8, down to verse 10. Listen good. Matthew chapter 4, 8, down to verse 10. Elder, look to tell Israel, you on the clock, come on. In the book of Matthew, looking at chapter 4, reading verses 8 to verse number 10. 8 says, Again, the devil taketh him up unto an exceedingly high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. 9. And said unto him, All these things I will give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. 10. Then Yahweh the Son answered unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for this is written, Thou shalt worship the Yahweh the Yahweh, and him only shall thou serve. Mm-hmm. So Yahweh had an answer for him. Get the high knee straight. But Satan made Yahweh the son of office. Showed him all the kingdoms in a moment of time. He says, all you got to do to receive is, is worship me. Huh? But, but Yahweh the Son said, get behind me, Satan. It's written. We both serve Yahweh and him alone. See, Yahweh had to help. But Yahweh would make you hear Satan would come and make you the same offer. If you worship me, all that you see and beyond you is yours. But the stipulation is, is you got to work me. So you got to recognize when you worshiping Satan or when you worship, worshiping Yahweh. Because I understand uh, young line, Brother Titus, that Satan you know, he's, um, what? Genesis 3, 1. He's what? See, you got to understand something. Mm-hmm. Satan is a 3, 1 of Genesis. What do you read? I'm going to book of Genesis, chapter 3. <laughs> book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 1. Read. Now the serpent was more subtile than any the any beast of the field which Yahweh had made. And he said unto the woman, Yay. Good. Yah- Good. He's mo- now, what that word mean? Hey, Elder, uh, young lion, Sister Judy, tell me that word, he's he most septile. Septile. What that word mean? What that word? The same was more septile than any beast of the field. Huh? What that mean? What do you mean by that word? That word is, is there for a reason. What does that word mean? He was more what? Three one. What does that word mean? Give me the definition of that word. For the mass and audience. Okay, I got the uh, subtitle of uh, the Merriam Webster Dictionary. It means cunning, crafty. Okay. Cunning and crafty. I, 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 need, I need a good uh, African American word. I need another word. I need something besides Connie and craftiness. I need an African American word. 
Can you give me half of the American word? Yeah, sneaky and deceptive. What's that, Harold? Sneaky, sneaky, deceptive. Excellent. Sneaky. Yeah, so he was more sneaky than anybody. That's a good word. You know how you tell you, you, you can catch one of your grandbabies. Look, you ain't got to uh, eat to the cookie jar and take the cookie out, sneaking me, being sneaky. Just, you know, just ask me for it. I'll give it to you. Don't be got to be sneaky. So Satan was more sneaky than anybody. He's the most sneaky beast that he made. So Satan is telling those that got here to heal, if you worship me. So he showed them a right picture. All this will be yours. He showed them all the kingdoms and the moments of time. He showed them kingdoms pass up. But Yahweh the Son said, get behind me, Satan. I ain't getting caught up with that. Now, young lot, I mean, uh, Elder, go to Luke, and we'll look at verse 7 down to verse 9. So you got you got to look into the mirror and see how you've been made an offer. It looks bright. It looks real bright. Did you make Did you make that? Did you make it? Now, you got to check yourself, and, and I'm, we're going to give you an examination and see that you make this. Did you take the offer from Satan or Yahweh? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And it's left. After it's read by the elder in Luke chapter 4, verse 7 down to verse 9. We're going to find out something. On the way to find out something. In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 4, reading verse 7, verse number 9. 7 says, If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thy. 8. And Yahweh the Son answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Yahweh the Yahweh, and him only shall thou serve. Nine, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of Yahweh, cast thyself down from thence. Mm-hmm. So there it was again. So Luke got a account of it too. Mm-hmm. He's taking Yahweh the son and said, Listen, show them all the kingdom in a moment of time. He said, I give it to you. It's yours. But you got to worship me. Okay, you got that point? Now, keep that in mind. Now we're going to end time prophecy by the young line. And two, of Revelation, we're going to take one verse at a time. But now, keep, now hold all that what you got in your head. Thing is in the business of worship. And what we'll find out so far, same location will be in the heart of the north. And Rome is in the north. Mm-hmm. In North America. Got their own little city. 
called the Vatican City. And we found out that that is Satan's city. So whoever sits in that seat, dance to the music of Satan the devil. And plain through, the Pope of Rome, the Vatican City is controlled by Satan the devil. And plain through. But it's hard to believe because he was so communist and he thought the people that fulfilled the prophecy of it is bowing down. So if it ain't the Pope around in the north, who is in the north world today that's making policies on your belief, even changing your day from Saturday to Sunday? Who takes credit for that according to sources? Huh? Can't come up with one name. See? Oh, that's, that's easy. And I'm going to find a little bit more. So who have changed things from the Bible? And that's when you were to say. When you change things that's written in the Bible. So the Bible tells us plainly of this Judas and, and Genesis 2 verse 3 something. What it tells us plainly to do. <laughs> Genesis chapter 2, verse 3 reads, Now the serpent was... Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3 reads, And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his works which Yahweh created and made. Uh But Satan said, if you work with me, you got to ignore that. Mm Mm-hmm. Say that, that he got punished. His day is his day has a um a his day has a Saint John fourteen twenty nine or thirty. So he tells you about Almighty tell you about his day in Saint John chapter fourteen twenty nine thirty. What does it say that here? Look still. Saint In the book of uh, St. John, looking at chapter 14, reading from verses 29 and verse number 30. 29 says, And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it's come to pass, you might believe. 30. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and had nothing in me. Yeah. He said, President, this world coming, Satan the devil, he ain't got nothing in me. So if, when Yahweh gave you blessed be the seventh day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, he said, when Satan comes, he ain't got nothing in me. So he's not going to tell you to go worship on sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. He might come up with his own thing from Satan. And what day is that? Sunday? Mm-hmm. A work day? Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, thirty. Is that contrary to Yahweh? Yes. But that's what they that's how you operate. Operate from Rome with the head man called the Pope. Seven days a week he visits the Pope around. The Pope keeps the day Satan gave him. 
Sunday. The Bible says the blessed day is the seventh day. He said Satan coming, but he ain't got nothing in me. And and we hand to what we try to lay on the table. You, then you gotta get in the mirror and find out and plain view who are you worshiping? Who are your loved ones worshiping? Huh? So now, and we found out he operating from the seat of Rome. Keep that in your mind now. Now, we're going back to the young line again. In Revelation chapter 2, read verse 1 again. All right, the book of Revelation chapter 2. Verse 1, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 reads, And the angels of the church, the seven congregations of the children of Israel, of Ephesians, write, These things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Uh-huh. So at last night, that's when we broke that down. Skip down to verse five. You broke it down last, so you gotta take last night lesson inside. Hey, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna digress on it. That's why probably the six and nine caps went over last night lesson. Verse five. Revelation chapter two, verse five reads: Remember therefore from which you are fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto you quickly. It will move your candlestick out of his place. The step you repent. He's telling the congregation of Israel that's in the north, in Japan's land, repent. Do the first work. And the first work that he, he's giving you, he gave you a first work. He told you exactly what he wants for you to do in the first work. And what was that? Let's go to the 19th chapter of Young Lion, in particular verse 3 of Exodus. What is your first word? What did he tell you your first word and your first duty to do? We're going, we're going and act and address it. What did he tell you and what did you say behind it in the 19th chapter, verse 3 down to verse 8? You're going to find out. He said, you got to do the first work that he gave you. And what is that? We're going to the 19th chapter, verse 3, and down to verse 8. What does it say? All right, the second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 3 and 8. 3 to 8, Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 reads, And Moses went up unto Yahweh, and Yahweh called unto him, out of the mouth, saying, Thus shall you say, and to the family of Israel, and tell the children of Israel, verse 4, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, Hamites, and how I bear you on evil wings, and brought you unto myself. Verse 5, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then shall you be a special treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. <laughs> Verse 6. 
And you should be unto me a kingdom of priests and a righteous nation. These are the words which you should speak unto the family of Israel. Verse 7. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their face all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the word of the people unto Yahweh. So the first thing Moses did was, was got informed with the elders. That's the first thing Moses did. That's, so when Moses got the elders, he, he really had finished his job. But what did Moses receive that information from to do exactly what Yahweh? See, you got to do exactly what the Bible tells you to do to receive the blessings he got in store for us. So back up your line and give me three, fifteen and sixteen. And let's find out what work. What did Moses remember that? Because he was already told that once already. Let's see what was told to Moses. But Moses had no problem as they went down the road a piece. A month later, a year later, he had no problem doing exactly what Yahweh told him to do. Let's see let's see what did he remember? to do in Exodus 3, 15 and 16. What do you say? The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Exodus chapter 3, verse 15 reads, And Yahweh said, Moreover, unto Moses, don't you say, unto the children of Israel, Yahweh of your father, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and Yahweh of Israel has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. <coughs> and this is my memorial to all generations. Verse 16. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, Yahweh of your father, Yahweh of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Israel appear unto me, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So he sees, so Moses was following to the letter. When once he received the word of Yahweh, he went immediately and got it to the elders. Moses' job was completed. Once he get the word, Immediately give to the elders, and the elders' job is to give to the teachers. The teachers' job is to give to the whole congregation. That is the order of it. Once we in order and tell the congregation, he ain't got but one name. So all the names that you hear all around the street, the world, our job is to tell you, we ain't got the one name. It's the four letters. And if you call anything besides the four letters, you'll make it plain, Ellen, in the book of Isaiah, Ellen. He made a statement in Isaiah. He said something in Isaiah, Ellen. 
that we need to read. Elder looked at this. He said something in the book of Isaiah, but I'm struggling right now. But we know he said something in the book of Isaiah. <coughs> He's struggling to see what did he say in the book of Isaiah. He made a profound statement in the book of Isaiah, and because he always going to tell fear his next move. Now, he said something that we need to read in the book of Isaiah, but the seal suffering, so as the seal struggles, if anybody won't jump up and say, okay, so now, I know I know what you want. And that's a great thing. But he's struggling right now. But he knows the statement that was said in the book of Isaiah that we need to read. And we have to be, when we hear these things, we have to point the Bible to those that got an ear to hear. But right now, those fear is struck. So I'm struggling right now. So who won't have those still come out this struggling again right now until uh, we do um, Daniel 2.16? Now, what more should we do? Should we do a Daniel 2.16? Because right now, the old seal is stuck. What should we do? A Daniel 2.16? Or somebody's going to have those still out? Which one should we do? Who will take the old seal? chapter 2 verse 16 reads then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpret interpretation
chapter 7 verse 15 reads and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life so so
the origin of this word, because we find out that in Yahweh's word, the seer stays in place until they die. But we're going to find out about this inauguration, inauguration, who brought that word in? So what you reading there, young man? What you read? Uh, then um, inauguration. If we're inauguration. No, 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 I gave a verse. Somebody will be reading you a verse first. I just said a verse about something. Twenty. What did I say? You said twenty nine sixteen. I don't know what book. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, give me that. I said it in the spirit. It only gonna find inauguration, and you gonna have it the bag up to make sure. Make sure we get two winners out of it. But give me how Satan operates according to the series 2916. 2968. Which, which book? I remember. Uh, which book? Isaiah 2916. Isaiah 2916. Isaiah 2, chapter 29. Verse 16. Read. Surely your turning of things upside down should be seen as the potter's clay. What should the work say of them that made he made me not. What should the theme frame say of him? That frame. Yeah, no understanding. So, we found out Satan have turned this thing upside down. Like what was happening. The Jews read the blessed day of the Bible, Genesis 2, verse 3. Satan, I'm turning upside down and said, no, we're going to Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. See? So now, we remember, Satan is the most sneakiest beast that the Almighty have made. So now, you got to find out if you're doing Yahweh's business or you're doing sneaky's business. You have to find out. Now, we just drop a word called inauguration down, and then, I, then I'm going to tell you who business is. And, and all I want to hear from the on stage is a, a hallelujah walk. Oh, I don't agree. Let's find out what the word inauguration is. Now, here, what it means? Inauguration is a process officially introducing someone into a position or introducing something into use with a formal ceremony. It is commonly used to Good, but I, I know what it, I know what they use for now. But I want to hear a monitor where it came from. I want we know that you see it, it come from the Bible. So we just found out in uh, seven fifteen that the seer is in place until the day he dies. So it ain't no. So I want to find out what is the etymology of the history of this word. I need a timeline. Oh, who brought this word in called inauguration? I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Did it come from Yahweh? Oh. Or did it come from somebody else? Did it come from Smeaky? So we got to know what we're doing to help others. Where did this word come from? Did it come from Smeaky? Or did it come from Yahweh? Let's see. What's the evil model yeah. of the history of this word? The, the term? Etymology, I yeah. mean, uh, inauguration, 
It comes no, from the Latin he, word auger. No, the etymology means the history of it. The etymology word means tracing the back to the origin of it. Now the word etymology means we need to know the history of it, a plain word. Where did this word come from? What is the foundation of this word? Who invented this word? What year did this word came into existence? And who did it? That's what we want to know. We, we know what it, it means today. That, that when you get to any office, is what it means today. But we, what we want to know is how this word changed the foundation of this word. What is the year and who put the mind on it to bring it to the table? That's what I want to know. Who will tell me that? Right. Came from uh, rituals of. Go ahead, Brother T. All right, the word. Say again, Hold on, hold on. Where it come from again? Well, it came from the rituals of ancient oh, Rome priests, of ancient Rome priests Excellent. seeking to. So that's where it okay. come from. Where y'all go? That's where it come from. It, the rituals is from ancient Rome. So this word inauguration is the invented word that came from ancient Rome. Now wait a minute. Then we find out we know what Satan see that and we trace this seat back to Rome. So this inauguration comes from Rome. So when you inaugurate it into any office, Understand the origin of it is coming from Satan the devil. The ritual trace back to invented in ancient Rome, and as a matter of fact, it was invented in ten seventy three. This is when this verse was put together in ten seventy three AD. And this and this inauguration is from ancient Rome. So when you inaugurate it into any position, remember this thinking is coming from Satan the devil and those that bow down to Satan. That's why you have now. Let's get a, let's get a, let's get a, another case in point. Roman Rome government structure. What what is the year of that? Where did that come from? The executive branch, the legislation branch, the jurisdiction, where did this come from? Wrong government structure. The Republicans and the Democrats. Where did that come from? Republicans. You trace that back to Rome. So now you got them Republicans and now you got Democrats. All this trades back to wrong government structure. What year did that come in place? Now, we want to find out what year did Rome institute it? In 1st Maccabees 8.15, let me show you what they're doing. All they're doing is what you in the day is to revive Roman Empire. 
Watch this. First Maccabees, Young Lions, eight fifteen. Now watch this right here. So, so now, and Elder, look up the word called Los Angeles Remorse Coliseum. The Coliseum. C O L O S S E U M. So you got to find out what you do. What are you doing? Is you doing what Yahweh? Uh, is you doing what Satan have brought to the table? What is you doing? What is you proud of? You proud of inauguration? It didn't come from the Bible. This is the mind of Satan passing down to those that bow down to worship him. Now, watch this right here and tell me what system is this. First Maccabees 8.15. What does that young line? The book of First Maccabees, chapter 8, verse 15 reads, Moreover, how they had made for themselves a tenant house, where were 320 men that in council daily, consulting always for the people. To the end, they might be well-ordered. Well-ordered. A Senate house. You mean a Senate house? The day we got a Senate house. So what? where do that come from? That come from Rome again. The Senate house. Senate house making legislation today. The Senate house. Where did that come from? You just got to read it. Earth Maccabees. 815. They had a Senate house over 300. How many, how many they got right now? A little bit more. What? So the Senate house come out of Rome too. So this system right here that you're in is the revive of the Roman Empire. So what you're saying now, the government system is set up by the ancient Rome. To be going to get a point. That John's going to bring this out. See, John's going to bring this out for the Israelites to understand this thing. System's going to take over you, but it will not be from Yahweh to your disobedience. Mm-hmm. So now you see the Senate House, you got it right now. Now, when you went against the Senate House, what did the Senate House do? And I won't know the origin of what they do if you have a problem with them. And they got a problem among themselves. What do they do? Veto. V-E-T-O. Where that come in is this? Give me the etymology of the history of the word that came out of Rome called a veto. And that's what you got today. When the Senate, they can veto anything. President can veto them and all that. Where that come from? V E T O. Where that come from? Let's see who let's see the Yahweh bring that in. Or did Satan bring that in? Veto. The etymology or the history of the word veto. And what do the word mean? What do it mean? Of course that's what I say. Read me the definition of veto. What do that mean? Come on. In what year? What I, right. what, what, what I got? What's 
following your line and held them. I want the okay. word veto. What that word uh, mean? Ba- basically, the definition for veto is to block or forbid. That's the basic definition. Yeah. When it that it basically in, means no. It means no to forbid. You know, veto means to cancel, no permission. All that okay, is veto. Good. But but what but what I want to know, what year did this come in? Who brought this in? Did the Bible bring the veto in, or did somebody else bring it in? I don't know. We found the Senate. You get it found it from the Bible, the Roman government structure about these legislation. All that come out of Rome too, and we find out who's the head of Rome was Satan, the devil, and poking him. Is his right hand man Satan feet in wrong? So what I want to know, when did this word came into existence? What is the etymology of the history of the origin of the word B E T O? When was that word first kept into existence? I got I got something to Israel. What you got? Okay, I'm reading on the online etymology dictionary. Veto, 16 in the 1620s. From Latin veto, lily, I forbid, first person, singular, present. Indicator, verbal, forbid, prohibited, opposed, hinder, unknown origin, in ancient Rome. Back to ancient Rome, so this veto word came into existence by Rome again in 1620. That's excellent, y'all. 1620, and they really had it popping going into 1700. So they never there. So this veto, the power of veto, and you know the president got the, he got him old veto card too. He could veto something too. You know, at least the vice president or president will. But now, so you find out that the whole system that United States, Great Britain, Russia, all descendants of Esau descendants upon the same revived Roman Empire. Because they got the same thing. Now Rome now Russia might be a little bit different. I think Russia do they, when when do they elect? A new leader. Is it what? Can y'all help me out on that? Well, I think Russia a little bit different. I know Great Britain, the king, you know, Queen Elizabeth was there to the day she died. So you ain't no election there. Charles is taking her place after, and he there until he died. So they, so they, they, they read, they read that seven verse fifteen. Showing you can't, but in the United States, you can't be in office that long. You got every four years, you got to reelect. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that do that goes on in Russia. Do they elect new presidents in Russia? Or can y'all help me out? Can you find no. out? Like you, you, you've seen uh, people in Russia and all. You've seen people in Russia elected till they almost die or even assassinated. Like, oh, so Putin, so Putin is in that until the day he died, right? 
Same thing about Great Britain. So Great Britain, uh, Charles, uh, King Charles now, it ain't, now you might get veto him if, he, if y'all get enough, you know, if, if you know, but, you know, I don't think y'all got to maybe can veto him and bring up a treason, but, you know, but basically, he's an officer that he died. So he, so now you know where that come from. That came from the Bible. See, uh, those that anointed in Yahweh's book, you you can't replace them until they die or until Yahweh key you out. But over here in and you like the Pope. You can't you can't you can't he's you can maybe veto him probably, I don't know. But he there until he died. But over in America, you got every four years you uh you gotta go through your um what they got what they got this thing that, you know, every four years you gotta rerun over anybody can run it for any position every four years. But not in Russia and not in Great Britain and not in China neither. That's only in America. That's only in America. That's big chocolate there. But we don't get off in that. So now this so this veto came in the sixteen hundred. So they veto if anything is not in their favor. Now Another word, what we're trying to show you, that the United States of America is, is the revived Roman Empire. Everything they do, you can trace it back to Rome. That's the point we make it. So when we do get to read, when we get ready to read, you know exactly who this is. Now, they ever look up the Los Angeles um the more Colosseum. No, that's the Colosseum. C O L O S S E U M. Now, what is this? Where is the uh, Colosseum located at? Huh? Uh, it's located in Los Angeles. It was created in 1921, but that was another mock-up from uh, the representation uh, from same country. You see, everything upon the same the devil. See, everything is, this is a revived Roman Empire. So now you clear about what geographic location is the revived Roman Empire, the United States of America. The Los Angeles Remore Coliseum, where they have all of the world meetings at. Where does Coliseum come from? This is ancient Rome, revival of ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Ain't your own at the Coliseum. So all they do is look at whatever whatever work is ancient wrong and they are implemented right for your eyes. So now ain't that sneaky? You thought they were real smart, didn't you? No, they're not smart. They looking at everything that works successfully then. Huh. Okay. We don't give us a Coliseum, we don't give us a Senate House, we don't give the legislation branch. Executive branch, of judicial branch, the government, all is wrong. But we find out all this. But but read again now, uh, Sister Judith, um, 
Revelation 2, 13. Look, he's telling John.
or who is the dragon, you, you, we know you knew that. Matter of fact, hey, yo, get some end-time prophecy in 12, verse 3, or Revelation. So he, he, when John was writing to the seven congregations that's in Japhatic land called Europe, he let you know the dragon is going to give him his seat. And he's going to sit in the north. He's going to be over there in Rome. But he's going to be controlled by the dragon. So now, who is the dragon? The elder getting ready to read in Revelation end time prophecy in 12 verse 3. Who is the dragon? Who is the dragon at? Uh, elder. 12 verse 3 of Revelation. The book of Revelation, chapter 12, reading verse 3. He says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. You see that? The, the, the dragon is the great red dragon. And what, did his, what, was, what was on his mind, this great Red dragon. What was on his mind in verse 4? Verse 4. And his tail drew the third part of the seven stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered or to devour her child, to devour her child as soon as it was you mean, you mean John knew all that? So when John wrote to the seven churches about this dragon, what's going on? Do what in verse 4? Elder again? Lamarnia? Verse 4, And this tale drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for okay, to devour so did, her child. When did that happen? When did that happen? Come on, young line. When did the third part of the stars, and who is these stars? Back up the first one there, Elder. Who is these stars he's talking about? He said, a third part was devoured by the dragon. See, remember, when you read in the Bible, it's not a novel. The third part of the stars was cast down. What are you talking about? This is what we come in at, 12-1. Read 12-1, L. Back to the book of Judas in 37, chapter Make it 30, 37? Uh, 37 chapter of Genesis. 321. See, we got to break all this down before we get to, get to smoking real good. We, get to, we, we already know the trail. We know all this right here, a, a young line. Give me Hosea 12, verse 10. Yes, sir.
Hosea 12, verse 10, Ezekiel 17, verse 1. Give me back to back. Hosea 12, 10, and Ezekiel 17, verse 1. Okay, we're going on Hosea 12. Yeah, hold on. Hold on, yo. I'm going to come back in there in a minute after I get this out of the way. All right, we're going to Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. Hosea the Seed, chapter 12, verse 10, read. I have also spoken by the seer. I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the seed. So he said he, uh, he spoke by similitudes. That means he compares something. He compares something to whatever he's talking about. He used similitudes. He made a comparison to something. He might use similitudes. He could talk directly. He used it in the form of beast. Anything, similitude. But you both recognize the similitude. That's how he spoke in 17, verse 1, and Ezekiel says what? Ezekiel says, chapter 17, verse 1, reads, And the word of Yahweh came up to me, saying, Two, son of man, put forth a riddle and speak a parable unto the family of Israel. Ain't that something? You see the man saying? He said, son of man, speak to them in a riddle. Put a word again. Speak a parable. A parable. Do you understand that a lot we speaking a parable to we but we trying to break it down for you? He didn't speak plain. They spoke in parables. But once you word up and understand, you know exactly how to break down the riddle, the dark sand, the parable, and you know exactly how you know the Everybody got their little, even the game bangers got their signs, they do signs, you know what's going on. The seer received things in parables, and what you just got to saying. So, nobody makes nothing plain. You got to know how to read through this. This book is not enough. That's why everybody can't be grabbing out this book, because they're going to be, they get caught up in come up with all kind of things. Knowing that you got to know what a beast is he's talking about, that is a comparison to something. But the beast he's talking about, El and and Deuteronomy, I mean Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 and 17, El, what beast is he talking about? We're going to Daniel chapter 7, verse 7 and 17, El, to find out what? Beast he's talking about that we can read. In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, reading verses 7 and 17. 7 says, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. 
These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. You hear that? So the beast he's talking about is who? He's talking about heads of office. These four beasts' kingdom. And then all these beasts that's going to be ran, they're going to to run the kingdom on you like a beast. They're going to run the kingdom on you, Israel, like a beast. But these four beasts is for a kingdom. So the kingdom is in order that we get ready to read, but it's Titanic stars again now. Now we found out about he cast down the stars with his tail. What stars he talking about? Now come back to Revelation 12.1, El, and Sister Judith, you got me that um, 37 chapter? Had that waiting on me. Let's go back to 12.1 of Revelation, end time prophecy. See, remember, John is in captivity. He got to receive from the angel, but he got to pass the letter to the guards, and they got to okay the letter going out. And a penitution today, you just can't write a letter and seal it up and think you just can pass it on to whoever you send it to. No. You got a committee board sitting there, and all they do is read your letter going out and the letter's coming in. Oh, you get it. So if there's anything in there that's a threat to them holding you down, they're going to beat you all that and get the one that's sending and get you for the generator receiver. You see? So that's the way it, it, they operate. You can't write a letter in, in prison and think it ain't going to be read before it, it goes out. They're going to make sure you no threat. And a letter coming in, it's going to be opened up by them before they read it first, then pass it to you. Mm-hmm. So John had to get past the guard. So he had talking similar to riddle. But he, he knew, you knew that the fourth beast is for kingdom. He said, these kingdoms is going to treat you like beasts. Mm-hmm. And you think, you, you think a beast will get you today? Go out there in, in, in the forest now and, and, and have your guards down and watch your beast come in and, and try his best to, to take you, to put you in his belly. Today. They ain't lost their covenant, but they ain't the beast he's talking about. He said, that's how you're going to be treated when you violate my law. The system that's going to be over you is going to be like a beast on you. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Come on, come on, give me 12 verse 1. Okay, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 1. Chapter 12, verse number 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Oh! So there it was there. So now he's writing 
prison about a woman that had a trail star. Now, they knew, remember when he wrote the letter, it was going to be read, a woman in heaven with 12 stars. You see? And we found out that the dragon was going to get at him three of them stars. You see that? See, all that and the dragon to get three stars, 12 stars, what are you talking about? See that? Come on, sister Judas, help me out. Book 37, chapter 6, verse number 9. Genesis, Genesis 37, verse 9, let's read a little bit. Genesis chapter 37, verse 9 reads, And he dreamed yet another dream, and told, and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. Verse 10 reads, And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And that's something. He said, now, he said look here. He said, well, I am and your mother. So who are they talking about? The sun and the moon and the level stars. And that's his brother. So now we found out now, we're going to back it down to the precept. Stars and the moon. He said, well, I and thy mother and your eleven brothers bow down to you, Joseph. So you see what's going on here? So now. These stars is talking about the children of Israel. But we found out the dragon knocked off three of these stars. So what three did he knock off them when? Let's read it, Elder. Let's go to Luke 21, 24. When did he knock off the three stars? What is the name of the three stars he knocked off? Let's find out when did the dragon knock off three stars. 21, 24, Elder. So you see, you can't just jump down this Bible and think you read something. You got to be taught this book by the Elder, by the teacher. That's their job, is to break the book down, to see if God is get it to you. And once you got it, he's through with it. He on something else. Yeah, listen what he's saying here. What we read. Luke. 21, 24. In the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse number 24, says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive unto all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trotted down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles are, I mean, times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, when this happened, when Titus and Beth Pagan, Beth Pagan sent son Titus to tap Jerusalem, and who was there? Judah, Benjamin, and Levi in 70 AD. So the priest.
prince of the dragon was Titus and Bethpagan that went back to the emperor of Rome and left Titus over there to tear Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. Then was the three stars, which was the brothers to the Israel that was taken out in 70 AD. But this is a little, this is a dark fan. They knew you knew what happened in 70 AD because John was in 96 AD. He knew he was taking you out. The Romans came down, led by Satan the devil, and removed Judah, Benjamin, and Levi out of the southern kingdom. So when he was writing the letter, saying the three stars going to be taken down, got it? But what three stars it is? I hope y'all making note on it, elders and teachers. Yeah, Judah and Levi. Benjamin and Levi. So now when we go and read, Second Thessalonians by Young Line in chapter 2. Let's keep reading till we get out of the court. Now we can be understanding some things. So now we understand the letter and when Paul was the position he was in. So now in Second Thessalonians 2 1, let's go read and let's we'll break down what we can along the way. And remember, we come back on the airways Wednesday night. Or the Young Lives might pick up tomorrow on Pair Talk at 8 o'clock. I don't know. But Wednesday night, we come back on it. Remember, to get to what we got to get to, revealing the number of the beast, you got to recognize the beast is talking about a system, a government that's up under 666. We got to break down what do the 666 mean and how many times the word 666 was used and what that means. You got a whole lot of stuff you got to lay the foundation to to really start cooking on revealing the mark of the beast, 666. And it tell you who it is, the son of a dish. But you got to lay it out. And it, and it will be explained soundly to the elders and to the teachers so they can have it down pat and take three wins a night. But now we're going to chapter Thessalonians, pick it up at, at what? 2 1 and start reading a bit, and we'll, we'll cut in and get a, a shot in there, but we're going to get. And then I wanna, I'm going to answer the question, and then I might ask you to repeat what I gave the answer on after we hear read. 2 1, come on. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 1 reads Now we beseech you, brother. By the coming of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2, that you may be soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by love, as from us. And Read that again. Read that again. Read that again. Y'all mind you all. You stumbled all through that one there. Read it again. All right, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, and by our gathering together unto him. Verse 2. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, nor be troubled. Now you're on something, Neither by spirit, 
nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Yahweh the Son is at hand. Mm-hmm. Verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. Matthew is a closing statement. What, what you got? 
Matthew chapter 23, verse 9 reads, Matthew chapter 23, verse 9 reads, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. You see that? Now, this man is committing blasphemy, and now you call him the Holy Father, the Holy Father, the Pokeros. And then Yahweh told the one that can follow him, we know you have biological parents, but when it comes down to worshiping, you call no man master or father. That's what he said. But Satan opposes everything that man got on the table. And the Pope of Rome opposes everything that is written in the Bible. Everything is opposed. He go in the back room and pray to Madonna, the black woman and the black lady, mm-hmm. in the back room. But when he come out, he show you white man, white man Jesus and and the baby Mary, baby the mama Mary, and the, and the white white baby Jesus. But if you if you can crack that dough back there when he we fall all out, he got the daughter up there, black woman and a black baby. He in the car that is swearing like they head to the penitentiary. <laughs> but it's the come back out and point to you with the sneakiness. Uh, they point to you as Satan. No, no. Peter, Paul, everybody out here in the Vatican City. But then you ask him, well, what do you do? Now, look, look at WCC just said. See, for that reason, we're going to cut the elder off. He's too talking for tonight. We should cut you off, but you just keep talking. Well, if you're a radio station, you do what you want to do. But what we're saying here is this. You got to examine yourself, see, Royal. Everything come out of America is the revival of the ancient Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Everything come out of Rome, telling the Pope. You don't see it by now? Okay, good. So when you get the stroking on the 666 and everything else, you're going to have a good clearance on how to deal with the thing. So now, we found out in Second Thessalonians two verse four and five. Read again, uh, I mean, young lion. Right, Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse four and verse five. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse four reads: Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called Yahweh, or that is worship, so that he as Yahweh said it in the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is Yahweh. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Remember you not. Come on, read, read it. Take your time, young lion, and read it right. Read that verse right. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Thanks. Verse 6, and now you know that with holy, that he might be revealed 
in his time. He said he's going to be revealed in his time. He said he said he's going to be revealed in his time. See, guess what? The time is now. This prophecy was for the seven churches, the whole congregation of the children of Israel that was in Europe, pass it on and pass it before you can get it in the forces of the Jewish life, the six and on the council taking from there. He will be revealed in his time. He gonna be because he opposes everything. Now give me uh over that chapter one one now. Before you read that, give me Jeremiah 40, 48, 48, 9 and 10. Chapter 48, 9 and 10. But I want Jeremiah first. Everybody warned you of these days. But we pay nobody no never mind because you be looking for the rainbow the wrong way. And in the 48th chapter, Make it 49, verse 9 and 10. What does it say? Genesis, I mean, Jeremiah the Seer. 49, verse 9 and 10. What does it say that young line? All right. The book of Jeremiah, the Seer, chapter 49, verse 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 9 reads If the great God is coming to you, would they not leave some grinning great? If thieves by night, they would assure that they have enough. Verse 10. But I made Esau there. I have uncovered his secret place, and he should not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren, and his name, and he is not. Read verse 10 again. Take your time. Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 10. But I made Esau bear. I have uncovered his secret place. And he should not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren, and his neighbor, and he is not. Yes. He said, he told Jeremiah, he said, um, but I have made Esau bail. I have uncovered his secret place. See, he he right there in plain view. But nobody see it. It's like a great big white elephant in your kitchen and you trying to cook and you don't see the other man. Mm-hmm. He's out of the family to you. But you you, you refuse to see it. The Catholic, the Roman Catholic revived Roman Catholic. It's the largest institution it is, and the WCC is second, Latter-day Saints, and and matter of fact, and then did we read about this sister Cook and tell us about, well, we the alternative. What that word mean? She's the alternative. What that word mean? She's now saying we um we are the alternative of group. I need to hear that word now. What's that definition of that word? Let me, um, you see, well, Sister Cook say she's executive director of the NACCC, I mean CCC. She says she's an alternative of them. Otherwise, you, so you're going to bump them off, huh? 
That's why we listen to her. But she's the executive director. Uh, Sister Cook called me Miss Cook. So, and uh, Ashley Cook. She's the director. Now, um, young line, what's that word mean about alternative? What's that word mean? Yeah, how you spell yeah, it? What's that word? Alternative. Uh, the spelling of it. Well, well for time's sake, we'll, we'll get it. we get it Wednesday night. I mean, I, I'll leave it alone because uh, right now, we talked about that last night, last week. So, and she's the okay. alternative, so we don't worry about it. Um, let's get back to what we're going for. The time will get away. But she is the alternative. Of the big group, she's executive and she's uh, alternative. That was he is now. So, and we'll get back at that word a little bit later. So now, where we at now? Um, I just read Jeremiah. Chapter 49, verse 9 and 10. You just heard me the whole Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, 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 write, this, write this word down. A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V-E. 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 A-L, write down, Judas. A-L-T-E-R. N-A-T-I-V-E. What that word mean? Alternative. A-L-T-R-N-A-T-I-V-E. Alternative. A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-V-E. What that word mean? Alternative. What that word mean? What that word mean? Alternative. A-L-T-R-N-A-T-I-B-E. Then I, I, I want to know the word. Because like I said, again, it's going to be a, it's going to be that long a series. But we want to lay all the cards down. I want manifest destiny too. I want to know what that word means and where that word came in. But what do alternative mean? Okay, well, we just break we just break it down for time's sake. It's another possible choice, of another possibility or a choice. Otherwise, you can put all the other big big terms down and and we use the other choice. That's the word alternative means. Mm-hmm. It means a choice. The choice is. Now you can go with us now. We gonna be the new sheriff on down. Now give me give me another word called manifest destiny. M A N I F E C E S T. M A N write it down to do this. M A N I F E S T Destiny. D E S T I N G. What that word mean? What that word mean? Cause you hear somebody holler about some, oh, I'm, I'm, this is manifest destiny. What the, what that supposed to mean? Manifest, de- best, was it manifest destiny? Destiny. Destiny. M A N 
Now let's go back to sacrificing on we we got a we got a pretty good you kids know, for win tonight. Coming up. What did it say again now? You read uh four, five, three, six, three, second Thessalonians two, six now. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse six reads. And now we know that what would hold that he might be revealed in this time. Where? Verse 7. For the mystery of sin do already work. Only he who now let will let until he be taken out of the way. You see the man saying? He said, um, he said the mystery of this sin is already working. And he's going to let it, he said he's going to be until he's taken out of the way. You don't mm-hmm. believe that the total wrong is the man of sin. You don't believe that he controlled by Satan the devil. Because you got generation, generation, generation upon the Satan the devil. But you just can't believe it. I thought you were reading the plain out the Bible, the court of history, Bible, and everything. I just can't believe that. I know. Over, over that chapter one. Something he said he was going to do. Over that one, one down to verse six. The three about And tell me who did, who is this? Over that chapter one, one down to verse six. What's that, young man? The book of Obadiah. Let's see chapter one, verse one and verse six. Obadiah chapter one, verse one reads. The vision of Obadiah. Just said Yahweh concerning Esau. We had heard a rumor from Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the nations. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Verse 2. Behold, I have made you small among the nations. You are greatly despised. Verse 3. For the pride of your mind have deceived you, and you that dwellest in the cleft of the rock, whose habitation is high. And stand in his mind, who should bring me down to the ground? Verse 4. Don't you exalt yourself as the eagle, and don't you set your neck among the stars. This will I bring you down, said Yahweh. Verse 5. If these came to you, if robbers by night, how are you cut off? Would they have not had stolen? Till they have enough. If the great gatherers come to you, would they not leave some grapes? Verse 6. How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? Now, by voices of a true Israelite, we have sought it out, we have brought out his. Ticket praise, you can't hide yourself no more. We know who you are. You Esau, the five sons of Esau descendants. We know who you are. We know, and we know who we are too. We have sought you out. We, you will re- be revealed in your time. Your time is now. But those got here to hear. Now let's come on back to the Thessalonians book again. So. And it's time for him to be revealed. You got to know who Esau is today. Huh? You got to know that Esau is controlled by Satan the devil. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the Pope is the of? 
the children of Israel? No, he not. He was he he the descendant of Esau. The red man. What you call white. See? You got another difference. Because Esau opposes everything in his book. Because he got a king over him called Satan the devil. Every policy in Rome is opposed from this Bible. Is that right? What yeah. the Pope out of the Bible? Nothing. Nothing. He don't keep nothing right in the Bible. He said you he said he you. He's a replacement. Mm-hmm. And we found out all way you can replace. He got to die out. Now I gotta put a rabbit out here. And Hebrews 13, 24. Can you help me out, young line? What, what yes. it says about this man that you will replace? And Hebrews 13, 24, is that what I mean? What's there in 13, 24? All right, we're reading the book of Hebrews. A little word for Israelites. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 24. Salute all them that have the rule over you. And all the saints, they of envy, salute you. Mm. No, I, I, I need a little bit more. I, I need, um, I got, I got to put me, um, I got to put me a Daniel 2.16 on that. Because um, I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more of that young man. I mean, I'm struggling right now. I need a little bit more of it. What I say, make it 12, 24. Try it, 12, 24. All right, the book of Israelites. Look the word Hebrew, chapter 12, verse 24. And to Yahweh the Son, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood, of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Mm. Uh, read another verse because I, I, I think I got a, I'm missing something there. I'm missing okay. something. I'm missing something, young man. I'm, I'm missing my hammer. I, I better just bow out while I got, while I got opportunity. And I'll come back with that. But I need, I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more there. So I, I got to bow out of that, young man. I got to bow out of that. I got to come back with that Wednesday night. I need a little bit more. So I'm all over the place right now. So let's come back and finish up what we read in Second Thessalonians. Pick up verse 7. Here verse 7, we'll read down to verse 20. And then we go and get that revelation to get warm up on Wednesday night. Let's see what it says. Let's see what it says in verse 7 down to verse 20. 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 to 20, what it says. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 to 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 reads. For the mystery of sin do it already work. Only he who now let will let 
until he be taken out of the way. Verse 8. And then should that wicked be revealed, whom Yahweh should consume with the spirit of his mouth, and should destroy with the brightness of his coming. Wait a minute. He said, then the wicked going to be revealed. The wicked. Ooh, wait a minute. I got to get a preach up on that then. The, so the wicked got to be revealed. So you got to know who is this wicked. You got to know. He said the wicked got to be revealed. Precept that to Malachi chapter 1, 3, and 4. Let's find out. Can we get an idea of who this wicked is? This wicked got to be revealed. But all way you're going to reveal him is through the precept. Remember, uh, Paul and Peter was in the penal institution. Everything was done on the run. They had to talk in parables and dark things. But he said, wicked must be revealed. We found the wicked is a sign of addition. So what are you talking about? This precept that's in Malachi 1, verse 3 and 4. What does it say? The book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Malachi, chapter 1, verse 3 reads, And I hated Esau, and laid his mountain, and his heritage, wait for the dragon of the wilderness. Verse 4, whereas Esau said, we are in poverty, but we will return and build a desolate place. Thus said Yahweh of hope, they should build, but I will throw it out. And they should call them the border of wickedness and the people against whom Yahweh has indignation forever. I get that. The wicked is the sin of Esau, but not just Esau, the people of Esau. Which Yahweh got an indignation with for how long? Forever. See, the wicked got to be revealed. You you look at at one man. No. It's the whole people of Esau. The whole bloodline of Esau, what he's saying. Take your time, read verse 4 again. Listen to what he's saying. And one four, listen real carefully how the young line bring it out. Come on. Malachi chapter 1, verse 4. Whereas Esau, his five sons said, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus said Yahweh of hope. They should build, but I would throw down, and they should call them the border of wickedness and the people against whom Yahweh had ignorant nation forever. Is it? Ain't you paying the price for what your forefathers and mother did by being stiff next? So uh, Yahweh is a Yahweh. He's a much Yahweh. Here's the day. Yahweh. In the price for what your forefathers and mothers did back then, ain't today. Ain't that unfair on you today? Yes. Mm-hmm. So don't you know he's a reasonable Yahweh?
then they got to pay the price of what they father did. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, good Becky and a good uh, Kathleen, okay, good. But that don't evade the issue that the people throughout the whole race got to pay the price. Mm-hmm. What's the name, Brother Jay say? Can you give me a, can you please give me a preacher? Well, we can. Over our 118. See, it's not the point about how good you are today as he judged you not as individually by, by your whole nation. We went into captivity, they went into captivity, and that that you won't fail on us, right? So mm-hmm. that's the way it is. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? And we pay the price today for what our forefathers and mothers did then, yes. Being a fifth mm-hmm. night, yeah, we're doing it. So now it's written in Obadiah 118. What's written that we can read? The book of Obadiah, the seer, chapter 1, verse 18. And the family of Israel should be as fire, and the family of Joseph as flame, and the nation of Esau and his five sons for stubble, and they should kindle in them and devour them, and there should not be any remain of the nation of Esau, when Yahweh has spoken. And, and, and um, according to 23.19, what did Yahweh say in Numbers? And Yahweh has spoken. See, we just read what the Bible says. Yahweh has spoken. It will be no more of Esau. And Yahweh has spoken. Then you precept that to 23, 19 of Numbers and see what he says. So what he say? Book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Yahweh is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. As he said, and shall he not do it? Or, or have he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Ain't that something? He said, that's what he said. He said, I'm not lying how it's going to end up. This thing's been sealed. See, you got to understand the creation. Give me uh, Romans chapter 9, verse um, um, 19 to 20, 19 to 20. Two. Romans chapter nine, verse nineteen and twenty-two. Y'all mind the closing statement? Catch, catch. Who all gonna have what he's wearing tonight? See, listen. Y'all got a ring. This what the seven seals is all about. When he gave the song in the book, everything that's gonna happen, it was sealed. We can't turn the way destiny gonna be. All we can do is tell you how it's gonna come out that we can read. Romans chapter 9, 19, down to verse 22. Listen, listen to the young line read. Let's close the statement. Come on. The book of Romans, chapter 9, verse 19 to 22. Romans chapter 9, verse 19. You should say then unto me, Why do we yet find fault? For who has resisted his will? Verse 20, nay, but old man, 
Who aren't you that replied against Yahweh? So the thing formed straight to him that formed it. Why have you made me duck? Verse 22. Had not the power, had not the power, power over the clay. Of the hey, three. What you reading? Hold on, young man. If you read Romans chapter 9, verse, what you read? Romans chapter 9, verse 19 to 22, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Romans chapter nine. That's what I read. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, uh, we'll start again real quick. Again, give, give me. Uh, read that again, because I, I I missed something. Go ahead. Let's take it verse nineteen. Romans chapter nine, verse nineteen. You will say then unto me, Why okay. do we yet? Huh? Go ahead. Why do ye yet find fault? For who had resisted his will? Go ahead. Verse 20. Nay, but, O oh man, who are you that replied against Yahweh? To the thing formed say to him that formed it, why has you made me duck? Uh-huh. 21. Yeah. Had, had not the potter power over the clay of the same love uh-huh. to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. So so Yahweh made one vessel honor and one vessel for dishonor. That's what he did. Read verse 13 and who was these two vessels he made? According to verse 13, who put a name on the vessels in verse 13. Romans chapter 9, verse 13. As it is written, Israel have I loved, but Esau have I hated. You see, you see, now come on down to verse 22 and the closing statement. Verse 22 of Romans chapter 9, verse 22. What if y'all find willing to show his wrath and to make his power known and do it? Which much long suffering until the vessel of wrath fitted to destruction. So you see, the vessel of wrath, it was made to be destroyed. So remember now, when we get ready to read these numbers, you got an idea what we're going to read? We, I, we ain't, we ain't going to reveal nothing to you. But you see the man saying, in heaven, the Father made two vessels. He made one going to play the, the role of Israel, the Israelite to a tribe. Mm-hmm. And he got another going to play Esau in the five sons. This is your what? Father put you together. We're just breaking down this parable, puzzle, the mystery, the deep, the deep dark sand. This is talking about Esau and Jacob in the book in heaven. Y'all mind we leave it like that. We gonna, gonna tell no more of it. Take your time and give a closing statement. It's all yours. Get there by the wind tonight or tomorrow on eight o'clock on Blog Pam Talk. Come on. All right. I'm reading Second Maccabees chapter one, verse twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Second Maccabees chapter one, verse twenty-seven. Gather those together 
that are scattered from us, deliver them that serve among the heathen nation of Esau and his five sons. Look upon them that are despised and abhorred, and let the heathen, the nation of Esau and his five sons, know that you are our Yahweh. Verse 28, punish them that oppress us, and will pride do us wrong. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank <laughs> you. 